This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopgoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band tee. It is no secret that 2020 has sucked a big fat one, right? Artists and musicians have had to cancel almost all of the shows, which has really hurt them financially. Grab a shirt, support a band. The proceeds of each sale go right to the bands whose shirt you are buying. Once again, head over to thepopgoproject.com and grab your shirt today. Shirts for the Scene is made possible by Axelrad Screen Printing. Visit them at axelradarmy.com. My guest today was an account executive for The Weekender from 2008 to 2009. For those of you who don't know, The Weekender back in the day was the Bible when it came to arts and entertainment in Northeastern Pennsylvania. We went deep on this one, from job losses to marriage struggles, lost friendships uh, to fertility issues and child loss. But one thing that remains the same, The Weekender for each of us laid the foundation for where our lives are today, both as people and professionals. This is The Weekender Files. Welcome to the show, Jane Clements Smith. Are you having a drink? Jane, it's the holiday season. Of it's course I have a drink. I have, and in fact, I have uh, a Shiner Holiday Cheer. Oh, is that um, a local? No, but it is uh, distributed by our friends at LT Verastro. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. I am drinking a Trogues hey, something haze. Uh, Trogues is in Hershey. It's another Pennsylvania brewery. It is. It's fantastic there, too. I, uh, I was there last year. I couldn't get there this year because of COVID. But, I know. Ugh. I know. Jane, that's a huge glass, by the way. I know. Well, you know what? It's a huge Jane, glass. I, have, I actually have some trogues in my cooler here. See, so you said you packed a cooler, and uh, I decided that's probably a good idea because yeah. uh, the last one of these I did with Mike Lillo went two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, I'm hoping this doesn't go that long. Not that I don't want to talk to you, but that was a long time. But I Right. Have, no, Absolutely. But I couldn't like let it be like, hold on, can I go get a beer? So I was I like, know, I'm going to pack a little cooler here. Yeah. Um, but, but no, we're going to keep this to an hour because we want people to watch it all the way and listen all the way through, right? Sure. Of course. Of course. Right on, right on. I've got some trogues. I've got a uh, double blizzard. Oh, yeah. And, hell yeah. And uh, I have a mad elf. Hazed. Oh, mad elf. Okay. Yeah. I can't do the mad elf. You know, like that's a DUI. That's like, that's a problem. Are there. you driving right now? Well, I, I see, if you recall, I say DUI anytime you're drunk enough to do something dumb. <laughs> That's a DUI. Which is most of your life, right? Pretty Maybe much. not these days. Not these days. You're grown up now. I'm a very, I'm very adult these days. <laughs> I'm a mom. Yeah, mom of two, right? I am. I'm a mom oh, of crazy. two. Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. I got, I, got a, I got a daughter named Louise who calls herself Wheezy. Wheezy? Like the rapper. And sure. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I got Wheezy and Livy. So yeah, no, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Yeah, but I swear I mean, it was like yesterday that we were partying in Wilkesbury. It feels like yesterday, and it also feels like an eternity. And that's why I wanted to do this. It was because, you know, the weekend is such like a, a short-lived experience for a lot of people, including yourself. Um, yeah. Jane, you were an account executive at the Weekender for a whole year. 2008 to 2009, yep. uh, made it a whole year. 
Um, but but it was I like think- the coveted place to work. So remember, like I was 22 and came in working with like Times Leader executives, which like you know like sounds good on your resume, but like I'm watching the Weekender people. And they're like having fun as a job. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah, I'll go over there. Yeah. So let's let's start there. Let's. Uh, what were you doing prior to the weekender? You just said you worked at the, the Times Leader. What were you doing over there? I was. That sounds boring as fuck. Sure. So the week the Times Leader had recently been purchased by uh, local investors. And they brought in um, Richard Connor, who was the publisher, believe it or not, like when I was born in Wilkesbury, and left the area, had done a bunch of other things, and they brought him back. And this is weird, but I was babysitting his daughter on a Saturday, and he and I, he was like, "What do you want to do with yourself?" And I said, "Marketing." And I like chatted him up, and he was like, "Call me Monday morning. I want to interview you." So I did show up to this interview and he's like, I need somebody who's going to work between this marketing agency I hired in Scranton and our senior executive team. I just need them to be like the go-between you start tomorrow. That so sounds like rich. Yeah. Yep. So I did. And it was wild because, you know, like, cause like I said, like my first day, even like I reported to Scranton at LaBelle Murray who he had hired, Helen LaBelle, mm-hmm. who was like, you know, it was baptism by fire. I mean, within a month, I was sitting, standing at PNC Field, speaking to 5,000 people about our partnership with the Philharmonic with a microphone on the field. Like it was crazy and fun and wild. But then um, newspapers weren't doing so well. <laughs> and the first thing to be cut was marketing. Don't say that. Well, Do they not say that. They live in fear tough. of loss. They always live in fear and loss, but it, it was like, so, you know, I think um, Rich had these grand ideas. A lot of money was spent. Um, the return was um, tough. And so marketing was the thing that was um, cut back. And they, you know, I think they would have liked me to do advertising with the Times Leader. But like I said, there was this opening over at uh, the Weekender and Rachel Pugh was on the senior executive team. And I had already been on the cover of a Weekender. I don't know if you recall that, but I was on the cover of the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So that would have been... Oh, yeah. You were like laying with the gift yeah. cards, right? And you had the hood? It wasn't gift cards. It was credit cards. Credit cards. The yeah, same, they're the same it. shape. The same shape, Jane. Wrong card, Johnny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Credit cards, like very excited. Like, and the, and the, the hat with the, the fur around it, right? I Yes. Yes. I also, prior to that, dressed up as Elton John and went down to the Kirby and played the piano for a big promotion. Rachel had me dressed as Elton John. Yeah. So you were just like our uh, our mascot almost. It was the mascot. It was the mascot. So I was really excited to come over to the Weekender um, at that point. Um, and you were like, I, I still remember, I mean, it was intimidating because you were like, Johnny Weekender. And like, you know, I was like, I'm going to prove I'm cool enough here. Like, I'm going to be, this is going to be fun. But like, you know, it was a tight crew over there. You guys were yeah. like family and I was the newbie. But you fit in so well. I mean, you're yeah. a loony, you're a loony tune, right? <laughs> <laughs> I immediately fit in very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you have a good and appropriate joke and you can like, you know, hang and drink a beer. Yeah, I was in. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. It was so fun. You're right, though. It was such a, a close-knit family. And it was so sad when people would leave. It, it was almost yeah. a double-edged sword because people would leave, right? Morning. Right. You guys were, like, still, like, mourning, like, 
who, you know, the old days that I was always like, oh, I'm new, but I still think it's fun here. It's still yeah. really fun. Cause you kind of, you kind of like I left and I was on there a year and you guys would be like, man, it sucks. Like Jane left. And I was like, man, I really miss, you know, it was fun. It was, it was, it was, we can get into why it was fun, but I explained that job to more people than any of the jobs I've ever had. <laughs> and I want to get into that too, because I feel like every person has their own story about why it was fun for them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a, it, it was sad to see people leave, but like, it was also cool to see who would come in next because we never had like, well, I shouldn't say we never had one that didn't really fit in. Cause there were a couple that I, I won't say, but um but yeah, it was always a, an exciting time. It was an exciting time in my life in general. That's why I wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you came over in 2008. Um, you know, what, what were you, what were you expecting? You know, um, like I said, I was in such like a professional um, corporate like world over where I was. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this thing where like, we're going to get out there. You're kind of like a, a radio personality. You know, it's like you have radio personalities, you have television personalities. And we were like this tabloid magazine personality. And there are like, you know, various bars that like you go to in Wilkesbury. And like, this sounds dumb if you're not from a small town like Wilkesbury, but like when you know the owner of X bar and you're like, I'm going to tell you like these deals and I'm going to help you get more people in there. I mean, it was just a, a really exciting time. And these businesses needed us as much as we needed them so you're like in there talking to this person and you're like you also realize like you're totally bullshitting with a lot of them you're like all right come on like get this done and like in the beginning it's like this nerve-wracking thing I'm this new person I don't understand it all and then after a while you're like calling people on their shit and you're like come on get a bigger ad come on you know you got that band coming in you know you need this bigger um I always laugh though like what I was not prepared for was the back of the weekender <laughs> <laughs> that is the story I tell like everyone. I'm like, here yes. I was, this like St. Joe's graduate. Oh, give me a break. break. Give me a break. I'm working for the publisher. I'm doing big things on the uh, square. And then I go to this thing. And next thing you know, I'm sitting in Wilkesbury outside of a massage parlor, waiting for the guy in the white Mercedes to finish up. He goes to his car and then I come with a girl with just a top on who hands me a wad of cash. Yeah. And you're just like, thank you. So I, I, uh, I don't know how that stuff works. Like I dealt with the same thing you dealt with, but like I still, to this day, I am very curious as to how the process works. Right. Like, and I'm kind of a, almost insulted. Are you talking that, about like placing an ad in the weekender? No, no, no. Uh, the actual <laughs> massage and then the, the... I don't understand it either. You know, like I was like, um, <clears throat> yeah, what just happened here? And like, you know, they'd be like, yeah, come get the money. And like, so you'd show up and you'd sit there and then they'd be like, hold on. And then next thing you know, like you're like this man you know, who looks like well, um, well-dressed, is driving a white Mercedes, blah, blah. And like, he's like sneaking out and then I'm sneaking up and it never smells good. Like it never smells good. It's like a array of ethnic food, but not in a good way. And you're just like, and this girl smells like a combination of sex and cigarettes. And you're just like, okay, like this guy like needed to come here for like, I don't know, back massage. Sure. If that's what you want to think. I don't know, but I just know they lived on our ads. Like, God forbid, you know, you think like, oh, mm. these 
Well, like people are coming in. It doesn't matter. They're not looking in the back of the weekender for the special. They probably know their spot. Uh Uh-uh. You missed one ad. Like that massage parlor was calling like, you, we missed you. missed the ad. It's like going to affect their business for the entire week. Like they live like, who are these people? And then you'd have like the strip club owners who would like bring a stripper with them to the weekender to like pay me. And like those people like had no teeth, these women, these women like almost had no teeth. And you're just like, people are paying to go in there. And then this guy's credit card is like decline, decline, decline. And like, he's like, just run the ad. I'm good for it. He's like, (laughs) my beamer. And you're just like, well, like, you know, Rachel said no. And then like, I hide behind Rachel. Like, I don't know. He's here. You know, you're just like, all right. Yeah. This is, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. But I, I want to know how it, like the process of the the massage. Like I want to know. I I've never been in one, uh, I, and I don't know. Like like okay, if you're getting a massage, like is there like a, a word that you use that that says you want more? Um, do you just pay extra? Say like these places, you're getting more. <laughs> That's what um, I'm saying. But I'm also I'm also kind of offended that like I was never like offered. Like I dealt with a lot of them and I thought, you know, Hey, you know, this good looking guy, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to toot my own horn. Cause I'm not, I don't think that of myself, but like compared like, to them, on in, the water's fine compared to them. Like I'm in a suit and I have a tie on, like, you know, like, you know, and now it's never like offered. I'm telling you, better off. It's all about the off. money. I'm telling you right now, it's all about the money. I think if you were like, Hey, I'll cut you a break. <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, all right. I'll give you a free code. I'll take care of you. <laughs> but um, they were really, I mean, these people were all about the money, like every dollar. Now, like every every semen infested dollar was counted in your hand. Like it was like, you know, and you're just like, oh God, like taking it from them. But like, yeah, it's all about the money. But I yeah, no, the- I mean, like, I think that it is like <clears throat> expected. I would assume but then sometimes I'm like, are these people just actually paying? Like, this is the naive part of me. Like, are they actually just paying to like, look at this girl? And like, couldn't they do better? <laughs> um, well, I think, I think what happens is like, you, you, you do that because, you know, they're not going to tell on you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were to like, you know, do that with someone you knew or that you would see more often or whatever, like or it might run into okay. your... Johnny, I told you I was going to talk about this. This is Be careful. prior to Tinder. Okay. Prior to Tinder and Hinge and all these other places where you could easily get access to whatever you want. Right. And so I guess, yeah, because like, you know, like back in our day, like some of them, like I can't remember, elite massage or something it was, they even had billboards. So like they were making bank, like they were legit. Yeah. You're like, wow, holy shit. There's a lot of people going to these. But like today's day, I don't think those, I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked in the back of a weekend in a while, but like maybe those don't do as well because today you could literally like put yourself up on like an app or five and be like, yo, I want a massage if you know what I mean. And you're like, well, maybe that's what they're doing now for it. You don't need to change money for it. There you go. So I'm, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm in the process of a divorce. And uh, so I'm like just newly on. It's okay. I'm just (sighs) on hinge and bumble. Right. So like, do you know about the dating apps? Probably not. Cause I know, I know the names. I mean, you said hinge before that's new to me. I, I, I'm so great. I hope yours works out. Marriage is amazing. People are really great. (laughs) 
but like, you know, if it doesn't work out, let me tell you about these apps. So first of all, you have Tinder, which like everyone knows Tinder. Tinder's like, I just want to get laid. So is that like, what that is? I mean, basically that's not like the initial swipe, swipe right, swipe left. So swipe left, you don't like them, swipe right, you're into them. If they swipe right on you, you match and you like can meet up. Now, like you could like see some people are like looking to meet their soulmate. And I'm like, why are you on this? But like, you know, I've looked at them all. Hinge is a little more datey, but you might get some people. And Bumble, Bumble is the woman makes like the call. So it's like, I'm on it. I see Johnny Popko. I hit like, yeah, all right. I like your picture. Now you have to like something on me. Now it says we match, but I have to like reach out to you first. So we can match or you can like me. But like, if I don't like, if I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. We'll never connect. Well, it's kind of cool though for the guy, like in the sense that, you know, you know where you stand. Right. So like hinge, like, you know, you kind of like match, get a, me- get a message. And then like, you could be the bitch who doesn't respond, but like on Bumble, it makes you the woman respond. Here's right. the thing. All right. I've gotten now in the last like, week, I've gotten, it's like, it's like this, this is like with a picture and you're like, okay, that's a hand. And it's like, um, mar- 43 married male looking for a F W B and like, I'm so naive. I'm like, that white friend friend with benefit. Oh, that's, that's, so this is a married man. So he's like this because he doesn't want anyone to know what he looks like. Sure. We'll text pictures if we connect or like, um, uh, exclusively polygamous male wife may join. And so like the first (laughs) There's like this good looking guy, the sex pictures, like he and his wife and they're like, hi, she may be in for the play or not if you don't want it. Then I got like another one, like um, 34 male, 32 female looking for our unicorn, somebody for her to play with, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh my God. And they're like in my township, like, and I live in like a small little township. I'm like, um, who are these people? And they're like liking my shit. I'm like, this is a whole nother world. Ooh. Yeah. Then that you sounds intense. at least a thousand guys who are like in pictures of the <laughs> Like everybody's at the gym all the time. Like, what are your hobbies? I'm at the gym. What do you do after work? I'm at the gym. And I'm like, dude, I don't want someone at the gym. I want someone drinking a beer at a corner bar. Like, what are we doing here? Like, and they're always like, taking mirror pictures and it's corny though like sometimes i just want to be like what we won't match if dot 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 like so you, get the, you get these prompts i don't know at the gym. i don't know how we as men have not been able to <clears throat> adapt uh <laughs> and like use better like pickup lines i don't know because like the guy at the gym has been used for my entire life like gym, that's gym. what they do like or they'll message like women and be like, Hey, I think you're hot. And if you don't respond, they'll say it again. Cause my wife gets it. Right. Oh yeah. And then by the time, like if you don't respond after like five times, I'll just like call you a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that not doesn't look, work. like let's not screw this. You know? Yeah. Then you get a lot of them like, just want to meet up. I don't want to text forever. It's like already on the things. So you're like, Oh, okay. Like, and like part of me is like, all right, that's fair. Like, you know, like they're going to be straight up, but it's so funny. And now there's like a new thing you hit. Like, how are you willing to meet up? Willing to meet up socially or willing to meet up socially distantly with, with masks? Like that's actually like a prompt you can put on your dating app. And it's just like, what world do we live in? I'm I'm pretty sure 
I'm I'm thankful that I never had to get into that world. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, you know, and because of COVID though, like it's not like you know the old days where you just show up at uh, old time Charlie's. I'm not exist anymore. It does actually. Bar and like you know have a drink and then like see someone across the bar, like because it's COVID, like you can't go anywhere, so you're kind of yeah. like stuck in this dating thing and like so and the best part is like everybody has like their like story too and like you just um freaking lunatics on this thing and i'm on it <laughs> well jane i wish you the best of luck in that in that life uh i, <laughs> I hope it ends uh sooner than later i guess i don't know but uh we won't get into it but i'm sure uh you need some time to to kind of you know yeah i mean well yeah absolutely things happen right yeah, I mean, it's more about like meeting people. Um, and I think it's like, you know, like I said, it's like one of those things you're just like, wow, I'm 36, I'm on this. And you think like, wow, if that existed back when we were in our prime working at the weekend or like, can you even imagine? I mean, the best you had back then was like AAM and maybe Facebook or MySpace. Well, you know? I mean, we had, I, th- I think Facebook kind of took off in 2009. I know I messaged my wife, Amanda, uh, using MySpace and then MySpace and Facebook were kind of together like for another year. And I think Facebook kind of took over as far as like the main source of, uh, social media for, for me anyways. Um, but yeah, I, am kind of, kind of glad that I don't have to worry about that, but best of luck. sounds, uh, entertaining. It is entertaining. I'll say that. Much. We'll have to like get back on one of these like in like three months and see where you're at. <laughs> I think update, update. That's what I keep saying. So a girlfriend of mine is getting divorced too. And I keep saying they're like, we should make a podcast just about the experiences with these. Some of them you know, are just like, wow. You definitely should because there are a lot of women who have podcasts that all they do is talk about, you know, their sexcapades. We'll call them that. And they do very well. They have a lot of listeners because men are not smart. Join us in it as like the male side at some point, you know, like, so this is what he said. And I was like, that's corny. And you'd be like, well, here's what he meant. Well, I just, (laughs) I just think it's funny that men like, oh, if I listen to this podcast of this girl talking about how she likes to do X, Y, Z, then she wants to do that to me. That's their mindset, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it is. It, yeah, it's an interesting time in the world. Yeah. So <laughs> now that we've gone way out in the field, let's go back to the Weekender. Uh, you started there. Most interesting part was obviously the, the, uh, the, the back pages. But obviously, there was a lot more to the Weekender than just that. Um, what are some of your experiences outside of the, uh, <laughs> the massage ads? Um, we had a lot of good times. I mean, well, the massage ads were like such a big experience. Um, you know, like putting the, you know, like this, the boring parts, I suppose, are like the sitting and like, it sounds boring, but like putting the ads together and all that, or like this, the crazy Tuesday nights up to whatever time and getting a text like this ad isn't in, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. And like, 
you know, this is back in the day, like when blue, um, not Bluetooth, Blackberries were like just becoming a thing. So like if you had a Blackberry, you were like, oh my God, I might be able to actually like do a little bit of work from home. Otherwise you were like glued to your computer until like midnight sometimes. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I didn't come in yet for up Spurs, Spurs. <laughs> and, and like, how are we going to know if they did, um, if they're doing line dancing this week and like what the drink special is. So like, you know, you did, you were like, so like glued to your desk over it. But like, you know, we were all glued to our desks over it and you were always trying to do different things. Um, and it was fun and, and like crazy at times. And then there were like when you had the promotions, I remember one, I wish if you could remember where it was, like we had a limo and like I, my now brother-in-law for whatever yes. reason, like my date on it. Like he wasn't my date, but like he, I think he was dating my sister. And I was like, Josh, come with me on this thing. The, the weekender got a limo. Where did we go? Like very- we went to a oh, casino. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, Mount, Airy? Was Mount Airy must be because we didn't go to. I don't had know. To been. Yeah, Mount Airy. You I don't know why, and I don't know why either. I wish I, I think could we, remember. No, I think we were doing some kind of outdoor, like not a deck party, but I guess deck party, but like similar I don't to that. We had a limo, like somebody sent us a limo, and like they were the kind of things that happened when you were at the weekend. It was like, oh, we have tickets to, um, you know, arena football football like and you're gonna run out on the field and hand out t-shirts and then afterwards we're gonna drink beer and it was like my life is amazing yeah what a crazy time it's, um, it's not so, a yeah, it's we not did a life kind of thing it's not a life for a uh a guy or girl with a, a boyfriend or girlfriend that's for sure I, i'm thankful i had not, the, like rachel you know, like I, we, we we will not mention his name, but like whatever had this boyfriend during it, and like to me, she was like such an adult, and we were like the kids. And now I realize, like she wasn't that old. Like she, no, <laughs> we were all no. kids, like running this thing. That was the best part. You were like, oh, she's really got her shit together, and like I love. And she, I'll tell you this to write to her, like what the fuck? No, none of us have our shit together. We no. were all like children in a lot of ways and like but like she seemed to so it was like oh, okay like you know like mom like she'd walk in in the morning and we'd all be like oh rachel's here like, yeah yeah straight, sit up straight you know whatever <laughs> but like you know the odds were like she was hanging out with her boyfriend till whatever time last night probably was like hungover or whatever too like but like we all like looked at her like that and i remember we always talk about this um and my my, my dear friend um but aaron aaron fink so like we do this big promotion at the casino at um, uh, Mohegan Sun. Yeah, what? How you, I'm I'm loving this. The fact that we're gonna hear this during the day, and I can't even remember why we were there, but it was some kind of music thing. And for some reason, like Aaron was there, and it was like dead. Like the casino was dead. Like and like I didn't even want to go to it, but like Rachel was like, we have to go, we have to go. And for whatever reason, like she wasn't feeling well, so she hadn't eaten, and then we started drinking. Like great idea, guys. Of course, great idea. And like I remember, even like I'm like in my like for some reason I thought I think I was going to like a swim party, so I had, like a bathing suit on underneath my weekender shirt, like definitely planning to peace out right after this thing. But then we're like drinking, drinking, drinking. And Jim Bone, like I would love to know if that was even his real name. But he I had was, no idea. He had like a show on um, Rock 107 or something, 97 right? 9X. 97.9X. So like Jim Bone is there and this Aaron Fink and like, you know, he's the Breaking Benjamin guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, so we're all drinking. And then Aaron's like, we should go back to my place. So whatever, Rachel and I and Jim Bone and the Lemon Jelly guy. 
Dustin. Dustin and his wife or fiance Amber. Yes. We end up all of us going back to, I think she was anyway. Anyway. Yeah, she was. Yeah. We end up going back to um, Aaron Fink's apartment in Kingston and continuing to drink. And I remember being like, you know, like I'm fine. I've eaten. And like, you know, like we all eat. And then all of a sudden Rachel was like, not okay. And we're like, holy <laughs> shit. Like she's drunk. And like, and I'm laughing, but at the same time, like, I end up falling over and like kicking Aaron Fink's bows over. It was like a bow speaker. And he's like, my bows. And like <laughs> crying, laughing, like more than anybody should over my bows. And like Jim Bones, like I'm leaving. And Rachel, like at this point, it's now like quarter to four, maybe in the afternoon, like all of a sudden remembers she's hosting a family dinner. Right. At her house. And it's like, Oh shit, I gotta go. Like my whole family's coming to my house. And I'm like, We've been drinking all day long. Like, are you okay? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. So like Jim Bone ends up like driving Rachel home. Thank God. Ended up like hanging out longer. And like, oh my God. I just remember like Aaron was like, you know, some I think he said something like dumb, like life is sometimes tough. And I was like, Yeah, life looks like it's sometimes tough. Look at this place. And these these like awards you have on your wall looks like you're having a really tough time over here. And then I was like, this guy is gonna hate me, but whatever. Time yeah. <laughs> and like it, what? I think Rachel ended up like going home and her family put her to bed. Well, yeah. And well, didn't her wasn't her boyfriend calling her at the time too? Boyfriend was calling her and like. The worst, right? Because, like, Jim Bone was, like, a nice guy, but, like, he wasn't, like, the guy anybody was, like, hooking up with. But, like, it doesn't look great, right? Like, Rachel's out all day. Nobody can get a hold of her. And then, like, she rolls up Jim Bone driving her home. And, like, yeah. her whole family is, like, sitting <clears throat> on her porch waiting for her, Like, what are you doing? And then the next day, she's like, gee, what happened last night? And I'm, like, crying, laughing. Like, she was pretty – she actually probably is, like, mortified that I'm even mentioning this. Like, she's, like, really, like, I'm upset. Oh, my God, I don't know what happened. Like, blah, blah. Like, I didn't feel well, so, like, I didn't eat. And I'm, like, well, we drank. We drank a lot. And you uh, – yeah, you just went zero to 100. It was over. And, yeah. like, I don't know how that happened. So, it was fun. It was crazy. Yeah, was, we had some like, great times. Like, yeah, you, like, didn't know, like, where you were going to end up. And you just, like – and I think that happened a lot with the weekend. It'd be like, we'd be out and then you'd be like somewhere and then you'd be somewhere else. And you just like got there. Well, that was the best part of being young was, and that's what I always say is like the, the idea of like not knowing where the night would go. Like you would just like, you go out to whatever party or you can go to a bar or whatever it might be. And you had no idea what was going to happen. Like that's the, like, you know, the sad part about getting old and you know, <clears throat> not sad. That's not the right word to use, but even like you and I, like, you know, we became close friends. I don't think you were dating Amanda yet. Um, I think well, I, I started dating her in 2008 in April. So like it was, it was early. Oh, okay. So maybe she was still oh, in, she was still in school. Was she 21? Yeah. Yeah. But well, she was still in school a lot. She, she was like, okay. you know, on top, in, in addition to going to school, she was also working. So I still had like, you know, the ability to like go out and do stuff. Not that well, she I guess my, point, my point wasn't that it was like it was like we you and I it was like Fourth of July. I hope you remember this on the Fourth of July, and it was like one of those days where like for whatever reason, like I call I like texted you. I was dating someone, and like wasn't like going well or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I should like stay with him or not. 
And I was like, meet me at River Grill. And like, that was the best part I'd say about the weekender was like, you didn't just work with these people. They like suddenly became like, like you became like a brother. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just meet me out here. And then you and I sat there and like probably had one too many beers. And I was like, shit, I got to go to a family 4th of July party. And like the two of us were like, we could have drank here all day. We should have just like fuck 4th of July. We'll hang out. But um, that was kind of like the thing. It was like, wow, like in, in such a short amount of time, we all became like so tight that you were just like, if you had an issue or a problem, like you came in and like, we all talked about it. Um, and, and like talked about like, I don't know, all kinds of things with our family and our, you know, whatever was going on. So, I mean, I just remember that 4th of July sitting at River Grill outside the <laughs> bar and being like, Johnny, I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know, like, God, you know, and you're like, you're 24, 25, but you feel this like pressure of like, all right, I'm like having fun, but I should probably get my shit together. And like, if I could go back, I'd be like, girl, be 25, have a great time, slow the F down. But we were just, I don't know, you're just in such a weird place in your life. Yeah, one of my fondest memories, and I wore the shirt in your honor. This is a Coors Light shirt. These are little mountains. Uh, We would go uh, venting. So Coors Light uh, came out with these new cans. They were vented cans. That would help the alcohol flow out of the can better. And we would take the, the uh, Coors Lights and go to the softball field where some of our coworkers were uh, playing softball. And we would sit there and drink. <laughs> we were definitely not playing softball. No, not at that we point. Nope. Really, we would sit there and we'd vent about like work or anything. Like anything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> venting. Yeah, it was perfect because we, we, would, we would be drinking these venting cans. Venting while you're venting. Your and beer. yeah, it was... It was Lovely. He was great. God. What was that bar we used to go to that was like by your place in Wilkesbury? Liam's. Liam's. We went there after the Reader's Choice Party again yes. with Aaron Fink. Oh my God. Yes. I have pictures of that. Yes. We were shot. Shot, shot, shot. But it was, um, yeah, that was a great <laughs> little bar that was that still there. <laughs> no, no. When did it close? I forget. Um, you guys were like pretty like regulars there. Well, yeah, I lived right a block away, so yeah. it was convenient. You know, we would like it was like I always say that my wife and I started dating at a perfect time because she just turned twenty-one, I was an immature twenty-five-year-old, uh, so we were just partying. I wasn't ready to slow down. She was just starting, and you know, we get you know go to the bar, have. I remember, like Johnny, I love you, but I remember like meeting your wife and being like, "Wow, he he's dating up." I mean, like, I'm sorry, but this is like this hot, tall, blonde, who's also going to be a pharmacist. And I was like, damn, (laughs) I remember saying it to you. I was like, and like, then like also cool, like could like hang. Yeah. And like, I've heard thinking like, don't fuck this up. (laughs) Well, I tell this day, I I was like, you know, there's going to be a day where she um, figures out that I'm. (laughs) I'm where I am and she's going to be where she's going to be and she'll eventually leave me. (laughs) And I was okay with that. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to enjoy this while, you know, know, and like, you know, like a serious note, you have been her biggest fan though. And I, I know she like, you know, like that means so much more than anything else. So like, yeah, you guys have been such a great match, but you married up always. Nice guys finish first. What can I say? I, next time I'm hoping to find a nice guy. I wish you had mentioned that back in 2008. Maybe I would be getting divorced. I'm sure I said it because you probably rubbed it in my face that I was uh, with a girl way too hot for me. I was like, oh, you know what? 
being nice has its perks, I guess. But I was also Johnny Weekender, you know, I was a big time, big deal, you know? Big deal. Big. <laughs> Tell me about like, did you have like a lot of people, like a lot of like girls, like Johnny Weekender when you'd go out? Like, cause I feel like that's how it was. Like, did that feel like that to you? No, no, never. Um, you're, you're so full of shit right now. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I never, um, who coined you Johnny Weekend? <clears throat> well, Jane, had you listened to my podcast with uh, Leslie, you would have known the story. How dare you? Um, the lead singer of Lesson One, actually, uh, Jay, he started saying it. He said, hey, Johnny Weekend, what's up? And it stuck. Everyone started calling me that. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone or, or whatever. How I just... I kind of was the face of that, that product. I think, you know, me and Rachel, especially like we were, yeah. we were there for a long time. Each of us, like, like you're a perfect example and not that there's anything wrong with that, but you were there for a year. Leslie was there for, I think we talked about it was nine months. Um, really? People use that product uh, as a stepping stone to get to the next, you know, thing on their, their career path. And I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to make that my right. career. And if I had my way, I'd still be there to this day and we still have the fun times and, or I'd be mentoring, you know, kids that were in their twenties and I'd be the old guy and say like, you know, I remember when I was doing this and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were, we, Rachel and I were there for a long time. I was there for, you know, including my internship nine years. How many years was Rachel there? I don't know when she started. Um, started I know she left leader, I think. Yeah, I want to. She she was there in 04 when I was an intern, so I feel like she was had just started maybe. So she was probably yeah. there from 03 to 2012. So probably the same same length of time. Yeah. Wow. Um, but outside that, like everyone kind of took a two year tour and they were on their way. <clears throat> so I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, you asked me about the the whole Johnny Weekend thing. That's yeah. I mean that's how it happened. I mean I got to the point where people thought I owned the thing, which was kind of neat but well would have uh, been great <laughs> yeah well jim mcdonald he's the one who started i'm hoping to get him uh to do one of these with me um <clears throat> oh that's right because i have no idea i mean i know you know my internship and maybe a year prior to that just from stories i was told and then obviously the publisher of the times leader at the time or did the, the times Leader owned it from the beginning right yeah so when i when i started it was pat McHugh. Oh, it was. I'm still friends with his sons on Facebook. Oh, you know Liam? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we went to high school together. Pat and Sean. Yeah. 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 So that was Pat. He was, I don't know when he left. Liam and I have the same birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Shout out Liam. He's funny. We used to party at my, at my apartment back in 2005. <clears throat> I think he met his wife that summer. Remember Laura who used to do my hair? Like she did Amanda's hair too. Yes. Yeah, that he's married to her cousin. Uh, okay. We live in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm friends with all them. That's right. Okay, so I interned at the Times Leader. Oh God. Okay. Two thousand, maybe like two thousand, two thousand one, and maybe two thousand two or somewhere along those. And Pat McHugh was the publisher. Before, yeah, yes. I remember. It was funny too, because like, um, Liam. Great kid, but he was, he, he started, I forget when he started high school with us, maybe 10th grade, 11th grade. Yeah. 
but he was a new kid and all the girls loved him and blah, blah, blah. And he dressed nice and all these things. And then it was just funny to kind of work for his dad. Um, so his dad was like, like sold the idea. Like how did this weekender come? Like, I actually don't know the story, but if you've already covered this, don't cover it. No, no. I mean, well, Jim McDonald, I don't know. Jim McDonald started the product in 03 or no, I don't know, three ninety three. Oh, yeah. So this is like Goose <clears throat> came in that would Pat was there, but like the weekender was already there when Pat McHugh was there. I assume again, like this, it's before my time. I don't know. I I, I hope that uh, Jim and I just connected on Facebook. So hopefully he'll, you know, when I ask him, he'll he'll respond. Well, hopefully we'll see. That's cool. but um, I'm hoping to get enough these under my belt where I can say, hey, like here's here's you know ten. Here's how much fun it is. James, the best one. tell us, tell us. And Jim's a look, good looking guy too. He must have had a lot of fun back in the day. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Like, I, I think I'm actually friends. I, I don't. I don't think I knew him well. Um, you know, like, but this I don't, I, we, we didn't. He wasn't there when we were there. I don't think. No, we, no, no, no. But like, I do. I do think like he added me because I worked there. It's funny. Like, there's still like bands. I wish I could remember which ones, but like that. Like, wish me happy birthday on Facebook because like I sold the Weekender ads. Um, and then like you remember there was like bartender of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I worked at Carrie's Pub in Kingston. So like, yes, a picture of somebody and they'd be bartender of the week or whatever. Like you know, like it. it I don't know, you know, because I don't live in that area anymore. But like, it was just such a community. Like, that's really what it was like. It was like people like couldn't wait for the weekender to come out. And like, you know, it's such a different time now. You have like, these social media where like things are instantaneous. But back then, and this makes me sound really freaking old when I say it like that. But like, it really was something that like it was like first thing in the morning. Like the rack would be empty by a certain point because like people mm-hmm. wanted the weekender. And I think that was what was so special about being like, when you open it up and having your face yeah. right on it, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like a special thing to be part of this um, publication that was like so coveted. And then, and there was like the, the you know, it's so stupid. The Citizens Voice had like their version, Electric City or whatever. Yeah, Electric City, Diamond like City. Shit. It was terrible. <clears throat> like, they, it was like a pathetic attempt at trying. Yeah. But you still looked at it like, all right, but it's still competition. So let's, let's make sure we do this better. And mm-hmm. like, we did every time. It was like, it was an incredible experience. Yeah, I mean, I think competition is very healthy. Um, and it was always good to be in, to be part of the, the the winning team, I guess you could say. <laughs> and then those videos we did, the... Uh, the yeah, I, w- I just talked to <clears throat> Mike Lello the other day, and um, we talked about how we were kind of ahead of our time uh, for those because yes, it was like two thousand. I mean, you were it was oh eight when you were there. I think we were started them in maybe two thousand seven even, and it was just like this shitty video on a, a camera that we had, and like camera, not even like you didn't have an iPhone back then, <clears throat> right? Like, it, we walked around the square even and did certain things. Like we did like trick photography things at times. Um, yeah, we, we had fun with that. Um, and you're right. And like, it's sometimes sad to me that they don't live somewhere on the web. Um, they do. Well, some of them, no, I still haven't been able to find like, some I probably, of them are on YouTube. Yeah. Some are on YouTube. Oh, um, link yes add that to this podcast i'll i'll throw it in the in the, in the links below in make sure link. you subscribe and subscribe. follow or whatever subscribe. however that goes my four-year-old now is like mom yes. subscribe. you gotta subscribe to my <laughs> channel and i'm like this is a problem that you're asking me to subscribe to something you don't even know oh, 
like, can't we just put a YouTube video up? You could just ask for it. And like, she'll grab my remote and hit the Siri button. And she's like, play Michael Jackson, beat it on YouTube. And the TV plays it. And I'm just like, this is a totally different world. Well, you were a big Michael Jackson fan, were you? I was a big Michael Jackson fan. So Murray's, Thursday Night Murray's, do you remember those? Thursday Night Murray. Oh, well, yes and no. Pictures. <laughs> That's the <laughs> one bar. Manifest got DUIs is an absolute miracle. If we That's, had Uber, the world would have been different. Oh, uh, we would have been but, in oh bigger God. trouble. We were, yeah. ba- I mean, seriously, but there was $2 pitchers of rum and Coke, $2 pitchers of Long Island iced teas and Go Go Gadget would play. And they called me, I'm still friends with the singer on Facebook, Billy Jane. <laughs> I would like what I felt like was an exact precise replication of the Billy Jean dance. Sure which probably looked like a mess. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. Dressed up as Michael Jackson several times. Uh, how do you feel now knowing what we know? <sighs> yeah. So that was really hard to watch. I mean, I still love the music. Right. But I won't, and like, I won't lie. Like I have friends who like, you know, like love him and they're like, oh no, I still love him. But like, it is that that was really a, a difficult thing to watch and like hard to dispute. Like I, I mean, he clearly a very messed up and troubled person. I I still appreciate the talent, but like I won't lie, it, it was it was hard for me to even listen to him for a while. And like the worst part was, like I said, like I my daughters listening to him and they're like, he's so great, he's my favorite singer. And I'm like, oh, don't say that out here. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That the, that special, what was that, HBO, was like very... I forget, yeah. Did you watch it? I did Never. not. I don't know if I could. Oof. Yeah, I don't know if I could. What was more fucked up was the parents. It's like, well, Michael, that's what, and this like 20-some-year-old invited my son to sleep over, and my room was over here in the hotel, and their room was over here, and like, I thought it was all fine, and I was like... Yeah, I don't know if you get blinded by the fact that like, oh, like no. uh, we're friends with a celebrity or this is Michael Jackson. Like, I uh, would we'll just ignore that. Like, I don't know. Even, like voicemails of him like, hi, I miss you all. Blah, blah. And like, weird. sound like weird. Like you'd be like, this guy's weird. But I guess, yeah, I totally agree. You're like, okay, it's Michael Jackson. Like, I don't think we've had anybody as big as Michael Jackson probably in no. our lifespan. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you the Justin Timberlake, the Lady Gaga's, whatever, but like nobody was like Michael Jackson was like the God. And so like, yeah, I mean, I guess in some ways, but ooh, I mean the things he did and like all the stories were so consistent and these poor like men were so messed up that you just felt like the fact that they even came forward. I mean, the one, like, you, you just swore, like, they, they ran off themselves and they were done. Like, it, it was, it is. Like, I agree, don't watch it. Because it's, it, that was difficult. What's sad, like, I mean, that kind of behavior breeds further behavior. And it's like, I obviously, Michael Jackson didn't have a wonderful life growing up either. Um, but, like, you know, I said before, it's not like I didn't care about children before I had a kid. But now that I have a kid, like, I mean, how can you do that to somebody? Like, like, I mean, they're so innocent and like, like trusting and all that kind of stuff. Like, how can you do that to somebody? Like, it's just, it's just, it's Mm. disgusting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, And it's, and it's like a cycle and like, we should, we should 
move on because this is like we should we should definitely Um, (laughs) like oh my god we're getting deep um i know we i know like we're trying to like keep this short but i'm gonna crack open one more beer hey Um, you know what i have all night i'm off of work tomorrow i've got nowhere to be and i I don't you're 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 searching for the views i'm searching for uh memories jane yeah you know well I will say, I don't even care. I'm gonna throw them right under the bus. At, um, uh, careful. At my first engagement while working at the Weekender. I think you came out with me that night. Was it at like Tinks? No, like no. I don't even think Tinks was around. No, it was we went to River Grill. I remember being at Tinks with 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 him. Maybe that was before you got engaged. Where was Tinks? Oh, up in Scranton. In Scranton, yeah. It was hard, it was Tinks and Hardware Bar, and now it's Levels. Tinks with him? <laughs> yeah, I remember being outside. Um, and I don't know if it was before or after. I forget. But what were we, we going to say? Well, I guess my point was like you know, like we were all so close, obviously that like you know, I get engaged to to my boyfriend at the time, Brian, um, who like. You know, like I had been dating like through my time at the weekender. Um, and I think like we all had like kind of like jokes about um, I think like I used to like travel with my like contact lens solution in my purse. And like people would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, we well, just never know where you're going to end up tonight. And like they would be I think they thought like I was just like ending up wherever. But I'm like, I have a boyfriend. Like I just like carry it. But I like the big bottle was always in my purse. And like, whatever, like I ended up like, you know, dating this guy and like bringing him around. He was cool. And like calling you up and being like, come out, we're going to get engaged. And you and Amanda had been together like longer. And you were like, thanks a lot, Jane. You're kind of like fucking my world up. Cause like, you know, like she's like, you know, like I'm not engaged yet. I'm not even near ready to get engaged. I'm like, why not? You should get engaged. And like exactly a year later, I was like, I'm 25. I'm like trying to build a career. Like I could get married right now. Like this is like a totally, I, I'm like going this way. And like, you were like, see what I told you, Jay, see what I told you. And like, you were like nice to me, but also like, yeah, this is what you get. Why were you registering to get married? And I was just like, all right, like, fuck, I get it. Yeah. Cause you were living down uh, in Wilkes-Barre too with him, right? I were you, pub. yes. But were you neighbors with Kevin? Kevin. Yes. But was, was Rob, a, a guy there at that point, or was Rob later? There was a kid named Rob. I forget his last name. God damn it. Uh, he was actually man of the year at one point <laughs> in 2012. I don't or, know if man of the year lived next door because I would have been there. Well, it was like 2012 <laughs> that he was man of the year. Rob, what know, the hell? That later. It's not important. Um, but yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, like, you know, so Kevin Fitz, Kevin Fitzmaurice, who worked it's at the Morris. time, lived in the store, and now he lives actually down the street from me now here. That's weird. Really weird. Like, literally on the same street right down there. So he's here, and I've seen him um, since he has two kids now, too. Good. We've all grown up. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> are we done with the Weekender? Yeah. Are we, are we done with the Weekender? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I was there for a year. It was, um, you know, a different experience for me than like your early years. Um, because like, I think like the world got a little different, right? Like you guys. The recession hit. I mean, what? The recession kind of hit that year. Yeah, you're right. The recession hit, like, you know, like life, like kind of changed. It was tough. 
Um, and like, you know, like I said, like I ended up getting a call and taking off to another job and, um, yeah, like life just like got all over the place, but yeah, what, what are we moving on to? Well, that, I mean, like you went from like, you know, going to a bar middle of the day, hanging out with Aaron Fink, Aaron Fink from Breaking Benjamin, um, my bows. Uh, and then you decided like, Oh, I want to be like this this like figure i don't i don't even know what you were doing you but like you were like this i was a fracker frack on mother frackers yeah (laughs) i was doing i was on like drilling sites like i was literally in a hard hat like taking people out on well sites yeah yeah i moved into natural gas i um i was up in uh north like bradford county northern tier up in northern pennsylvania like and like hardcore job, like a, like, you know, it was an hour and a half away. So I was living in Wilkes-Barre, driving an hour and a half each way. Well, real quick, was it, were you still with Brian at the time or no? Yes. Okay. I was but with I Brian feel- for a good year. We got engaged the day I was offered the job. Oh, wow. Like what, like within that week. I was offered the job the day Michael <clears throat> Jackson died, ironically. Oh, wow. Well, I feel like, I feel like you went from like um, one extreme to the next. Well, I did. So like I went up there had that job for a full year and like came home and believe it or not, like, you know, like was with um, leadership books fair. We like wanted to build like a band shell, um, by the river, like, like by the river on the river. Um, yeah. How they call that river like, commons, river commons. And like Aaron Fink was a donor of it because like we had all partied together and I was like, Aaron, can you like support this thing? And, um, went home that night and was just like, yeah, I can't do this. Like I, my career was like going and, uh, you know, like we were just like disagreeing on like very, uh, you know, basic things that like people should agree on before they get married. And so it wasn't like this huge fight or anything. It was like, kind of like, he was like, yeah, I, I, I can see where we're like differing in certain things. And like, so like, yeah, I moved to Kingston, like for maybe a month and a half, two months, and then moved up to Bradford County, like middle of nowhere i walked into my first like bar there and they were like oh wow you have all your teeth you must not be from here <laughs> i am now and i was like oh yeah okay god yeah so yeah moved up there um did rig tours frack tours production tours working with uh to- you know what's funny totally different group but like not far from the weekender because like now i'm with cowboys from texas okay yeah who are like buying drinks at bars and like staying out all night and like, you know, making like tons of money, making tons of like people are like, yeah, money, money, money. And so like, it was like a different world. It was like weekender. If we were all loaded, right. <laughs> you know, like it was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. So it was like so much fun craziness. I caught off my engagement. I actually dated a cowboy who rode bulls on the weekends. Like, like we'd be like, I'm flying to Oklahoma for like a bull riding. Oh, like, I thought you meant you. I, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and me. And um, yeah, <laughs> so like he'd be like, so like I gotta go home. Like, ma'am, like call me ma'am, and blah blah. I'm like wore a cowboy hat and like blah blah. I'm like yeah, I'm like gonna go home ride bulls this weekend. I like made money doing that. Um, so like totally different world, totally different yeah. world. And like crazy and wild, but yeah. So now, but now I am in, um, like something well, that was for, that was for how long? Four years. Four years. Okay. Four years. So like, this is like, unfortunately, like what happens in my world? Like, so like I've said, like newspapers started like having a tough time, recession hits, newspapers are like hurting. Then I get the natural gas, boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden gas, 
prices fall, everything like the plate, actually the company is now completely bankrupt. Oh, and uh, the CEO who was CEO at the time, like I was in their commercials on television, yeah. I was in their, you know, all that. Um, he committed suicide because he was, wow. not, yeah, he, he drove his car right into a bridge. And I, I loved him. Like he would like, you know, 12,000 employees, but he'd like come out to Penn state games and like knew me by name. Like I really loved him. And, um, he, we, uh, we get fired like, like, like George Clooney up in the air. Like you got fired. Oh, we all got laid off my entire. I don't don't think I knew that up in your offices and you see men in suits come in my boss and all of my coworkers, not only my office, every office across the country. So it was like, they're like made you come in, even if you were on, um, like PTO, you come in conference call. This is corporate America. Oh, we're here in the Athens, Pennsylvania office here in Oklahoma, here in Austin, Texas, here in, you know, Denver, Colorado, blah, blah. And then a guy gets on. He's like, we've had a very successful last couple of years. Couldn't have done it without you all. Times are tough though. People are about to walk in and like, boom, people start walking in. They're like, you'll go back to your office. And my cell phone shuts down. Cell phone shuts off. You're like, and they're like, hey, people come to your office. Some of you may stay. Most of you will get a severance package, blah, blah, blah. And like, so we're all like taken down, like, like FBI agents on each side of you, like one at a time sat down. It's like, as of today, your position no longer exists. Legal, 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 legal. Here's your couple thousand, you know, whatever. I got like 20 some thousand dollars, blah, 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 severance. Uh, your stock will vest today, blah, blah, blah. And then like, they literally take you upstairs, watch you pack. And then I drove a Chesapeake vehicle. They drive you home. So it was me, all my coworkers, like all of us, the entire department, 10 of us and all over the country. And I, it was the most insane experience of my life. That's like I, movie shit. I kept, oh, it was like a movie. And this poor, like, I think he was Australian guy is like, I can't even do an Australian accent. But he's like, where do you live? And like, I'm like talking to him and I'm like, I can't believe I just lost my job. And I'm like, oh my God, he missed the turn. And like, he's like, you know, like driving all over town. Like I'm in the car way longer than I should be with him because I I can't call anyone because I got rid of my personal phone. So like, I have no phone. I'm, I am emailing my husband at the time. Like I just lost my job and he's like in center County doing something, you know, like I'm like, I just lost my job. I, I thank God I kept a personal vehicle and like got in the car and drove to a friend's house a friend I worked with and I didn't know if he lost his job. Like you didn't know who lost their job and who kept it. Like I assume my boss kept his job, but he didn't. So like, I'm like sitting there like, you know, I drive up and his wife's at home and I said, can I borrow your phone? Like I need to call my parents. I need to call my husband. Like I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do with myself right now. And as I do that, she's like, but where's Andy? Like she has two kids who are like three and five. And I said, like, Oh, I think he must be safe. Like I've been home for a while. And then like Andy's truck pulls up but it's the same guy who had dropped me off driving. Oh, wow. So I'm like, of course, like have to like capitalize on this. So the poor like schmuck who like his whole job is to drive us all home. I'm like, Hey, you again, twice in one day. And he's just like mortified. And, yeah. like, and this poor family, like that was their sole income. So they're like out of a job like that. And like, so they like, so the problem was like, nobody was from really Pennsylvania. So like everybody left, everybody fled. So my boss now lives in Houston. I loved him. And like, he's offered me jobs there. Like Andy, my close friend lives in West Virginia. Like everybody went somewhere else. That was tough. Actually, Rory Sweeney used to work at the Times Leader, worked with me. We all lost our jobs together. So yeah, that was terrible. Um, I took some time off for a couple months. And then um, I ended up doing healthcare philanthropy. So I worked for the hospital there, fundraising. Which like 
was okay, but it was like, you know, small healthcare system. It was very, it was like, I don't know. It was small town, small, um, small ideas, small everything. And like, you know, fun fundraising is like fun, but not, you know, it's like not like the best thing in the world and yeah. it's hard healthcare system. So did that for like a year and then moved to Harrisburg. And I have been with Feeding Pennsylvania for five years now. And what do you do there? I am the executive director. So the nonprofit um, was formed in 2011. I'm only their second executive director. And I'm proud because I was the only employee when I started. Um, and we were about a $250,000 budget. And we have eight people now. And we are well over $10 million a year now. So wow. I've built this thing over the last five years with the help of amazing people and the food banks in Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very rewarding, but I, it's funny. I still sometimes explain to people like, you know, I have a 25 year old who works for me and she'll be like, I don't know, this feels a little administrative. And I'm like, Oh, when I was your age, I was going to a massage parlor, taking cash from my region. You shut the fuck up and <laughs> shut up and take the money. Like you're going to the governor's residence for a cocktail party tonight. Like get your shit together. You'll be fine. Like it's, 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 like, like, it's, like that, uh, it's true though. Like, you know, yeah. like, ever, but like all of those experiences led me to where I am today. Right. You like built a tough shell to like deal with the people, the bar owners. Oh my God. The, um, Andy, um, Partash. Partash, Andy, if you are around, Andy would give me so much shit and his brother, Mike, the two of them, well, and like, you know, like back in the day, like I'd be like, oh, like all upset, whatever. But like, thank God, those people like shape me to like to now, like somebody calls me or a legislator calls and I'm like, let's not fuck around people. There's people who are hungry. Cut those tape. Let's get them the food they need. This isn't political. But like Andy, those people shaped me on this. So it's yeah. like. It's wild, but like it is. And I do, I often tell her like, you have no idea what a hard job is. <laughs> it's like in a, is it Happy Gilmore? <laughs> oh, my fingers hurt. <laughs> well, what's that? Well, it's how your back's going to hurt now because you just pull landscaping duty. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm privileged to get to do the work I do. Um, it is crazy to think back about the weekender. And I think like there are people who think like, oh, that was just a fun job. There's people like, you know, just got to party. But like, no, like you really did learn like some crazy life skills and like humbling life skills. And then like people who like, you know, like Rachel and you and Steve, like, I mean, you're people you can run into again and just be like, catch up like right where you left off. I mean, it is incredible. It is an incredible bond to work with people like that. Yeah. I'm actually friends with just about everyone except for a couple. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about it? Do I? Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Therapy. Fuck it. Why not? <clears throat> Therapy. Let's, let's talk. Well, about you, it. you mentioned Steve. Um, you know, Steve was a really good friend of mine. I mean, I mean, I mean, I met a lot of great people there people that I still talk to this, to this day. And like, I, I'm, this is doing, this has been an amazing thing for me. And it's like, of course I want people to listen. I want, I mean, I, I assume that people who actually worked in the weekend will, will be the ones who like watch or listen to this. Right. Right. But if I, I hope others do just because like, you know, to kind of maybe take them back to what the weekender was, or maybe it's someone who just like maybe heard of it in passing and kind of, kind of get a glimpse into what it, what it was. 
Um, but I mean, people grow up, people change. Um, you know, with, with Steve and I, um, it was really bizarre actually. Um, I've actually tried to reach out to Steve to, to, um, clear the air, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. This is probably going back a couple of years now. Um, so Steve and I, you know, I, I got him the job at the weekender. Um, how did you guys now, know because of bands or something? Well, yeah, he was, he lived in the same apartment complex that I did. Um, he was in lesson one. So, I mean, we all, we lived together, we parted together, a bunch of different things. And Steve was a good friend of mine. And when I say I got him the job, I shouldn't say that because it wasn't like, you know, he was like teed he, him up for the job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, he was, and is very talented. Um, you know, designer, Very. photographer. I will never take that away from him at all. He was a photographer at my wedding. Hashtag blessed. Marriage is great. <laughs> Everybody should get married. Use not just not any photography. No, don't, don't do that. Um, get divorced. Uh, <laughs> shit, he did mine. Uh, but um, so like, yeah, I mean, I found out the designer from, or that was there, Damien. He was going to, he was leaving. He and I were good friends. And I was like, shit, like, I don't want some asshole coming out in here. And I remember calling Steve up. And this is before Damien even gave him his notice. I said, I called Steve up. I said, listen, get your shit together. Get your resume together. Like he, at the time he was a, a teacher at, I think, Gallucci Music, uh, teaching guitar. I said, get your shit together. And, yeah. um, you know, he came in for a couple interviews, got the job. And uh, I was thrilled. I mean, it was a good friend of mine, a buddy. Right. And that was 2006. Um and I think 2000, and he was a photographer, right? So he he did weddings in the past. And I think it was 2011, I want to say. Because he stopped doing weddings. And he wanted to get back into them. And he had done weddings under not just any day. And I said, it's a cool name. It's, bring it back, dude. Like, you know, start your own thing. Or at least on the side, you know? And uh, I offered to to help. And, you know, um, he kind of launched it back up. We you know, we, we were doing, you know, what, we, I shouldn't say we, cause I wasn't doing the photos, but <clears throat> he started doing weddings on the weekend. Like we would do, you, you know, you came with him when, um, my ex-husband was running for office and you, uh, I don't know if I came with him or if I was just there to support you and your ex-husband or soon to be ex-husband. I don't remember. Came with, I mean, Steve had you there as like working with him. Okay. So that would have been like 2013, 14 was, was he 2013. Cause I had just left. Bullshitting me. I'm not joking. <laughs> But it was, no. it was like 13, 14, somewhere in there. Like we got married in 13 and it was definitely after I got married. It was and 13. It was like Johnny's working with me. Like, I mean, whatever. You were there to like be his sidekick. Yeah. So, I mean, like I did a lot of work for him. Like not only did we like we meet every week to discuss like strategies and social media campaigns right. and like we were doing, um, you know, um, wedding expos on the weekends at, Oh my know, God, the, that sounds awful. But yes, it was, it was, it was. And, and the, the, at the end of the day, you know, and we, I did, I did, uh, I ran a photo booth forum at Wilkes, Wilkes university. I did a photo booth forum at Tom DePietro, who's owner of DePietro pharmacy, uh, uh, in Scranton at posh or whatever the hell it's called or the, yeah, I think it's posh. Um, three years of work. And, let me tell you how much I got paid. Zero dollars, right? So, I mean, the idea was like, we were just going to, you know, do all this. Right. Put, keep putting the money back into the business. 
Um, and maybe, maybe eventually one day quit our full-time jobs and, and make that our full-time job. Right. Oh yeah. And I kind of saw the, the, the well, writing on the wall. Oh, he was at Mets. Yeah. Right? He was at Mets. So, right. so we were still doing stuff together. I remember I, I helped, I we went and picked up the, the freaking photo booth from some R and L delivery, like, like truck place up in the, uh, the Piston, whatever it was. No, it was one of those, um, I know, I'm kidding. Yeah. But no, I, so I did a lot of work, a, a lot of work over three years and made zero dollars um, to the point where it got to the, it got to the point where he quit his full-time job at Mets mm-hmm. um, without even discussing it with me. And not that he had to, I will always say, I mean, that business in general was his. I mean, I was just kind of along for the ride. I kind of used my, I, I mean, I, I, I think I still have my, on my phone, how many weddings that I actually signed for him. And there were, there were people to this day that say we would never would have used him had it not been for you. Right. Right. Wow. Um, and I was, I was the one taking the phone calls sending emails, you know, writing up the contracts, getting them signed, yada, yada, yada. Um, and one day he just decided he's going to quit his job and do not just any day full time. Okay. It's fine. I mean, but never mentioned it to you. It was strange, but I mean, Hey dude, it's your business. Like, oh, I'm going to quit tomorrow. Right. It was out of nowhere. Like I just thought I saw like a Facebook post. But you got wait a minute, Facebook post. You guys are meeting weekly. Yeah. yeah. You're meeting weekly. And so the Facebook post goes up and you're not like, dude. Yeah, I mean I, I think we met towards, yesterday. What's up? I think towards that part we weren't like meeting weekly okay. at that point. Um I'm trying to think what year that was. It was 20, 2014. Yeah, 2014, I think, is when he quit and did this. Like the towards the tail end of that. So he just did it. And kind of like didn't need me, I guess you could say. <clears throat> and I remember we we did a uh, a wedding expo at the Scranton Cultural Center, and we wrapped things up. I remember being outside, and he um, he said to me afterwards, because I kind of was like, "What what the fuck's going on here, right?" And he's like, "Well, you know, Amanda Dittmar, she's our photographer and designer, and and she brings this idea to the table, and and so and so brings this idea to the table, and so and so does this that other thing." And he basically said, "Like, what is it you say that you do here?" And I was like, "I think we're done here. I think I think we're done here." Is that really the way you were? I didn't. I, I didn't say anything. I was like, I was like in my mind, like I was like, "Wow, this this kid is out of his fucking mind." legit you're out of your fucking mind so if you're here if you're watching this or listening to this you're out of your fucking mind right and this is the things i wanted to tell you when i tried to to, to talk to you right <clears throat> we'll get to that so i was like at the point i'm like well i'm fucking done like this is crazy like this is in person this is in person it was outside the cultural center yeah we just got you done doing stared a, at him. yeah yeah what is what does it say what 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 is it you say you do here so that was 2014 um Last time, you, is that the last time you saw him? No, actually, because originally he was going to be like, I just kind of wrote it off. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's, we're done. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. It is what it is. Kind of shitty, but you know, let's move on. At one point, and I forget, I don't know if there was, I don't remember the timeline because I, initially when I got engaged, I had asked him to be in my wedding because I was in his. That's how close we were. Like, I mean, like I helped him move in to move out of his apartment in Wilkes-Barre into his, his home in, in Wyoming. I helped him paint walls in his house. I helped him grout 
tile in his kitchen. Like we were friends. Like we were like, that's why I was like kind of really taken back by all this. But, um, <clears throat> what year did you get married? I got engaged in 2013. I got married in 2015. So, so wait, he was gonna... wait a second. Let's just point out here that I was engaged twice and married before you actually <laughs> got engaged. Well, Jane, you're not smart. Yeah. Noted. 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 So, so, so yeah. it got to a point where like my wedding party was like stupid big. And you know, I, I wanted to add um, Amanda's brother to the the, the thing, and and yeah. at this point it was out of control. And Steve's like, "Hey, you know what? I rather just I rather just photograph your wedding, man. Like, let me do what I'm good at. Like, I'll do the day. Like, you know, invite your brother-in-law or soon to be brother-in-law. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, dude, that's that's great. Like, awesome. Right. Like, um, did the wedding. I asked for a quote from him, and the initial quote was he was out of his fucking mind. Um, like full full boat like here's here's the the price for this wedding and i'm like bro first of all i haven't been paid for three years from you and i'm not paying this like so we, i said like you can take this away take that away like but i want this and this like so this is important um oh and that's when he's like oh if, well, if i do it myself like it'll be cheaper than me having to pay somebody else so Oh, okay. That's so kinda, that, that also, I'll do it. Yeah. That also how that kind of worked out too. Um, so he did the wedding, paid him for that. And that was kind of it. Um, I felt like at that moment, like, okay, well you got what you wanted. I kind of got what I wanted. I still paid you for it, but whatever. And so this kind of just sat with me for a long time, probably a couple years, two, no, probably three years and to the point where, um, I had texted him and was like, Hey man, so actually I was at King's college. I was not King's, I'm sorry. Wilkes university. I was, I was uh, a guest on a, a radio show and I actually saw him and his wife and, th- and their kid walking across the street. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of fucking feeling all this animosity towards this kid. Right. We used to be really great friends. And, and maybe, maybe I painted a picture in my mind. That's not how it, he sees it. Right. So I shot him a text. I said, Hey man, um, you know, I saw you and your wife and your kid walking through the campus. Um, you know, he, I have all this animosity. Did he see, you think he no, saw? No, no, I was in a building. And, uh, yeah. I didn't see him at all. Or he didn't see me rather. But I said, Hey, I, you know, I saw you guys. Um, I, I would love to get together. Like I, I have a lot of animosity and I, I don't want to feel this way. What do you say we get together? He's like, oh, hey, buddy. Like, yeah, I've never had any, any animosity towards you. And I'm thinking, well, why the fuck should you? Like, I didn't fuck you over. I didn't, I didn't waste your time for three fucking years and not pay you a fucking dime. Yeah. Now, why the fuck would you have any, any, any animosity towards me? But yeah, let's, let's grab a coffee, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, let me know. I would love to. Picks a date, right? You, he picked the date. Picked the date. Picked the location. Dunkin' Donuts. Looks great. Oh, he loved Dunkin' Donuts and the flatbreads. I used to go with him. All right, this yeah. makes sense. Dunkin' Donuts, Wilkes Barre, let's do it. Yeah, so great. The day before, um, it was to me, or the day I'd rather, I forget, it was the day before, day of, hey, you're still good for the day? Ah, oh, you know what? I'm not really feeling that well. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can we reschedule? Yeah, sure, man. I'm available. You let me know. Okay, cool. I'll get back to you this weekend. Weekend goes by. No, no response from Steve whatever. So months go by. 
And I remember texting him again saying, Hey buddy, that coffee is getting cold. You know, <laughs> You're such an asshole. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Coffee's getting cold. And he goes, well, good thing there's microwaves. Ha ha. Like let's meet up this day. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Day before day of comes, I touch base. Hey, we still good. Hey man, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know what? I'm fucking done. You know, I'm done. Like you right back. I've tried. I, I don't remember what I said. If I said anything back, I'm like, okay, let me know. Oh, yeah. so you weren't like, I'm done to him. No, not to him. I said, okay, man. Yeah. Let me know. No worries. In my mind. I'm like, I'm fucking done. Like right. I've tried right. twice. Obviously like there's a couple of things happening here. You don't care enough to meet with me because you know, you're fucked up or B you're just a really fucking asshole and you don't fucking like me. That's fine too. Jesus. I, I hope, I don't think, I hope that's okay. I don't really I, care. I don't care at this point. Like I, like it, it sucks I because like I, I will have dreams about like him and I having an, an altercation, whether it's like, you know, verbally or whatever, like you know, maybe right. airing our, our grievances. It is festivist. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it's a shame. It's a real, it's a real it shame. Um, it is a shame because you two sat right next to each other mm-hmm. and we're such like, uh, and like, I, I guess like maybe we like tiptoed around that. And I think we did in the beginning of this, like you guys were such a like tight fork, um, next to each other. And like, you guys were kind of like the, the, the glue and like, you know, it was like, cool. It was like, you know, like I felt like, um, kind of like privileged to be like the third in that, which, you know, like sounds really uh, kinky. I'm not trying to be kinky at all. Like, I feel like I was like a a bro with you guys. Like it was, you two were the tightest. And then it was like, I could sit there and like laugh with you two, but you two like had a bond. And, um, and like that, that's upsetting to me to know that. Yeah. And he was, he was there for, I guess, six years. So he was, he was there oh a while God. too. So yeah. between and me, like, Rachel, you know, he did my wedding. Like I said, yeah. and you were with him at my husband or my soon to be ex-husband's uh, political event. And like, you know, like I just felt like, wow, like that friendship is forever. So yeah. I mean, Steve, if you're out there, the microwave is not working. <laughs> Brew a new no. pot. Brew a new pot. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's unfortunate. Uh, and really the funny thing is I, I've heard person though. What's that? Not run into him at all. I have not. I saw him one night at a, uh, a show. It was a benefit show back in 20, maybe early 2019. I forget what year it was, but, um, at that point, but I had been drinking. I'm like, this is not the place for time to, Oh, let's talk about this real quick. So he came to my bachelor party. Okay. Comes to my bachelor party, Atlantic City, 2015, May, May 2015, bachelor party AC. Because he was going to be in my wedding, but you know, things didn't work out, like, but he's still going to be a photographer, whatever. I remember getting drunk and kind of saying the things that I'm, I've already said to you about my feelings about the situation, all that kind of stuff. I'll say this out loud in tears. So, Key is mine. So I too much to drink. Okay. Emotional. Um, the uh, a guy who I consider a really great friend. I felt like he yeah, fucked me over. Like, like opening up. It was he yeah. drunk too. No, no, he doesn't have fun. Um, but I so no low blows. 
I'm kidding. Whatever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so that happened, right? Yeah. I remember the next day I woke up and not not embarrassed, but kind of like upset that I was like, I let right. myself be well, that vulnerable. Like, yeah, I'm mortified, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it. like I what I said to him was I meant everything I said. You it was did? just the wrong, wrong place and time to do it. Okay. And so that was kind of, so that's like, Hey, obviously I'm upset by what's going on here. This was a text or in person? No, this was in person. It was the next day. Oh, wow. And what did he respond to that? Oh, I think he gave me a hug and was like, you know, it's okay, buddy. Yeah. So that was like kind of another solidification of like, okay, fuck you. Like you don't care about me. Like, cause if you did, like, obviously like. You said some deep things. Yeah. Like. Again, it's, I let my guard down. Wow. I said what I needed to say. And I said to him the next day, I'm like, I'm not, I meant what I said. I just, it wasn't the right time to say it. Right. Like I meant what I said, I picked shitty timing, but like, it still like came from like an honest place. Yeah. 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 I was drunk and maybe it was like a little dramatic, but it was like absolutely what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, again, I I reached out a few times. But he was at your wedding. He 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 uh, photographed it, yeah. And then, like you guys, yeah. like never hung out again. That was it? That was it. Um, like I said, and I, I reached out, and like it's it's funny because like I don't I don't wish him any ill will. I would never wish anything bad to happen to him. Um, of course not. But I, it just but for I mean, him to do about when your son was born. Oh, he actually texted me when my son was about to be born. He's like, hey, you know, congratulations. Because his son is actually a year younger than mine by a couple of days. I think his son was, mine's at 27. So his is probably like the 22nd or something like that. I think I talked to you when she was in labor. I did. I don't know. I did. I did, Johnny. I totally forgot about this. I was like, hey, what's going on? You're like, oh my God, we're actually here. Yes. Oh, my wife. Yeah, your wife. Yes, yes, your you did wife. Texas. Yeah, I did, which is yeah. like so funny. I think that okay, we're gonna end this soon because okay. I'm not going as long as Lolo. But I think that is the epitome. I know you're like trying to get to like the crazy times. That is what the weekender was, right? Mm-hmm. Like crazy times where we were like finding ourselves, making mistakes. Somebody there accused me of being gay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But like, you know, like, like trying to like figure out like who you were and like taking like people who were like judging you on certain things or whatever. And like, you're in this young phase of your life. And then like some of us anyway, and I'd say like Rachel in, in some aspects too, I would say like you and Rachel particularly are like people who you like years could go by, but like something big is happening in your life, whether it's a birth or a death or a marriage or whatever. And it's like, you don't feel weird about picking up the phone and calling or texting because like it's a bond and like, you can't describe it. And that doesn't happen everywhere you work. And I can say that now, cause like what weekender to Chesapeake to Guthrie to, you know, I'm on my like, you know, third company since there. And it's, it is, it is a special bond, I think, um, that most people will never understand. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were and are like the sister I never had. Absolutely. And I, I honestly, like, you know, you and, and Katie and Janelle, you, yeah. you were all that, 
that for me. And like, I didn't um, even work with Katie. Isn't that so weird? Like, I know. I mean, I know who they are, but like, we weren't even that close. It just, and, it, it's, that's how like people walked in the door and it was just like, okay, this is, the, yeah. the, this is the next person that's going to get us to where we're going. And right. it's like, welcome board, you know what, buckle up. We're getting but you're also in these formidable years where you're like, personal shit is going on. And it like, you know, you don't always get that with like your coworkers, but like we were all like living it together. And it was, yeah, it was just an intense time and an amazing time. And like, I love that I am going through one of the worst experiences of my life. And somehow some weird way I have reconnected with you twice in the last year and like been able to like completely unload about these things. And it's like, yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I think we're both going through moments yeah. of our lives, the, the most terrible moments of our lives. Yeah. I, and, 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 and you've experienced what, we're experiencing. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. I hope that's okay for. Totally you know, fine. Totally fine. Uh, yeah. It's. Um, Might be even another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of these days. We'll, would, we'll, we'll do a follow-up of uh, where, where Jane is in six months. We could do a follow-up and do all that, but I don't mind going into some of that if you want to. It's up to you. Uh I think I've been going into it too much, which causes me to oh, have you're, like. And you're a podcast, you Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I mean, it got brought up with Mike. Oh, okay. It got yeah. brought up with Leslie. Um, I mean, for those of you who don't know, it's I, my wife and I have experienced three losses in twelve months of uh, trying to have a second child. Um. Obviously, it's not something easy to go through. Um, no, wouldn't wish on anybody. Um, I know that you've experienced. I I have experienced infertility. I was lucky okay. to not experience. All right, right, right. Not that that's you know but any I have easier, but best, my best friend in the world. Now, well, in some ways it is, I think. Um, but it is um, an interesting thing to look back and um, as a woman think like my body is failing me. Like the thing I am built to do, my body is failing me. And like, why can't I just get this right? And you cannot control it. You can like try to control, you can like try to eat well, whatever, but like you really can't control it. And you're just feel like a failure. Um, So like, I understand it. And I, um, and like I said, like, it's like literally so many people I know Um, and like so many close people with the losses and at IVF and the whole thing, the whole gamut. And it's, it's like so annoying that it's like not talked about. Well, I mean, so there's a couple of things I keep saying this and I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, I guess, because for two reasons, I always, I, my thought is I, I, I feel it sucks that women have, for so long, women have been made to feel as if it's, you know, you, like you said, it's embarrassing you feel like a failure. And then, and then when you're going through it, you shouldn't talk about it. Right. Nope. Yeah. Nobody wants to be like a sad person. That's, that's yeah, right. not, that's not okay. And I hate talking about it in this way because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male. So I don't reproduce like, you know, I, I don't have the, the baby. I don't, you know, I don't carry the baby for nine months. I don't do any of that. And I don't have that instant connection that women do when you find out that you are pregnant. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like an asshole when I talk about it because like, Oh, who's this jerk off talking about 
you know, a you woman being. I, well, I just want to. I just want to make that clear. I don't. I. I. I but if I can be. That. Yeah, but I. Get I can it. be a voice if I can help. Open well, up the conversation. Well, like, opening up. I remember like finding out I was pregnant with Louise, and there was no heartbeat at the first ultrasound, and they were like, "You should prepare for miscarriage." And like anybody who knows my sure. he's a little shit, but like you get there and you're like all excited. It's like no heartbeat an empty deflated sack, like looks like this. And they were just like, and I was like leaving for Ireland for my, like my 30th birthday present was a trip to Ireland. And they're like, get ready. You might, you know, you might not carry all the way. And so like, you're like going on this trip and you're just like, Oh my God, blah, blah. And like, I was like, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. Like my whole family, don't tell anyone. And my dad, I remember saying to me, he was like, Jane, even if this doesn't go through, of course, we're going to tell our family, like, we're going to be here for you. Like, and there is this weird thing, like, don't tell anyone to your 11 weeks, don't tell anyone to your 12 weeks. Like, cause God forbid you lose the baby and then you got to talk about it. Why wouldn't we? Like when yeah. somebody dies in your family, of course you talk about it. Yeah. You know, like this is a death and it is part of you. And like a friend of mine said, who's lost five. So like, I remember each one. I remember the day they were born and I remember the day they should have been born. And like, as a woman, you would, as a mother and as a father, you would. And like, it's okay to say like, I'm pregnant and I'm scared. And like, yeah, maybe you don't tell like the world on social media. So take it back, but don't be afraid to share it with people who like, will also mourn it with you if that happens. Yeah. And I remember like, that was like, so eye opening to me, like, yeah, what am I, who am I hiding this from? Because like, I'm certainly not going to be okay if this doesn't go well. Right. So it is, it's a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you and I didn't talk about this most recent one um, because you actually, you had texted me about your, your situation. Yeah. I believe when I bought the new house and she was pregnant at the time. Um, and I remember I wanted to like tell you, cause I, I don't know if you asked or if you oh, were like, one. yeah, because you had mentioned that you guys were going through things and you yeah, were prior to that. And you're like, Hey, how are things going? Blah, blah. Like in the inside, like I knew. And I was like, you know, I, I'm like, nah, not, not yet. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, we went, so we, we saw, we had two appointments where we saw the heartbeat. This is what made the third one even harder than the first two was because then we went to the, we went to the third appointment and it was just the, the time to hear the heartbeat and there was nothing. Um, and you know, it's just, um, for me, I mean, this was, this one crushed both of us. Uh, this one was hard for me and, you know, to see your wife, you know, like that again is, something you don't ever want to do. No. And I, you know, when I talk about these things, it's, it's because I, I, I want women to, you know, you, you, we won't move forward if we don't talk about it. Right. Mm. So if it takes me and if it takes you and just people knowing that, Hey, this happens and it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to be broken for a little while. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is. Like people expect you to just be like, oh, well, it was only nine weeks. It was only nine weeks. It was only, it was only, it was only, well, like it was only like all of my hope and love and wishes for this future thing. You know, like that's not only something. And like, it is like such a, yeah. 
it, it, it is, and it's not, I mean, it is for a female, obviously like we feel down, but like, it is part of you. And like, I also think like you have to give yourself some credit and some slack of like, you lose too. Yeah. And, it just, it's, it's stressful on a marriage. And that's, you know, thankfully my wife and I communicate and I hope that's enough because I always, I always think about that. You know, you never know, you know, both, and it's, it's both parties, you know, are we both doing enough to be open to each other and, and, and get through this together. And I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said, I, you know, I wasn't concerned if I was there enough and, you know, it's, it's such a fucking weird thing. And like, it just sucks because like, I, you know, we bought this new house and, you know, it's, it's bigger than what we had. And it was with the the hope that we would be able to fill it. And, you know, and then now, now I see my, my, our son playing and, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to, <clears throat> I just wanted to have somebody, yeah. you know, from when, you know, we're gone. We're not going to live forever. And I just want that for him, you know? So yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Life's, life's crazy. Life is not what you're told it would be. No, it's not. Uh, but it's, yeah, no, I mean. it's It makes you who you are though, you know? you who you are um and i think that our experiences give us uh, the tools we need and how we process those experiences is so critical and um you know not to like get even more deep but like i think you processed a lot considering what you went through with your father um, which gave you certain tools to be the husband you are today because i hope so like quickly be such an incredible support to your mother and your siblings. And yeah. And one thing I, I say, and I've had, you know, back and forth with my relationship with, you know, uh, God and, and faith yeah. and things like that. Yeah, me too. Because of, you know, what I've gone through specifically with my, my father being gone. Yeah. And one thing I've tried, one thing I've said, and I've, one of my best friends, I think you may know, you may know him, Chris Abbott. Yeah. 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 Chris, Chris, so Chris's dad passed away eight months before mine did. Yeah. And one thing I've told him and anyone listening, you know, take this for what it's worth. But, you know, if you believe in God, maybe, maybe God did that to you and maybe he did it to us because he knew that we could handle it. And maybe this goes the same way, you know, we, my wife and I have a, I think a strong, healthy relationship and, you know, hopefully we can continue to get through it. Absolutely. But I mean, not everyone can, can get through those things. And it's not saying that they're weak or they're, you know, whatever. It's just sometimes people don't have the foundations others do. Um, And again, that's not anything negative. It's just what happens with life and, you know, 
people well, break and maybe like, they go down the wrong path. I don't know. Like this is a whole nother podcast that like when you're done with the weekender thing, like I'd love to do on like relationships and therapy and why it's so important to have your foundation so secure before you get involved with somebody else. And I do think you and Amanda have that and you have had that. Like you, you know who you are, you know what you want. You are like very dedicated to her and your family and where you are. And like, I have learned so much in this last two years of the shit storm I've been in. And I, and I'm not like blaming him or me or whatever, but like I am doing some like intense work that I'd love to talk to you about another time. That is like, mind blowing over like looking at situations in your life and processing them in the healthiest way. And like it, yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all like, you know, figuring this out as we go. Um, but as long as you can have a healthy outlook and like a healthy communication with your wife and, and I'll never forget. <clears throat> and like, I don't know, you can cut this out if you need to, but when you were telling me that you might guys were going through some of these things and you said, my biggest fear is I'm afraid of losing my wife again and watching her crumble to almost nothing. And I think that is what people don't understand. It's like, you see them smiling, you see them, her handing you your, your prescription, but you don't see her when she sits on the couch watching a show and not really watching it because she's just sitting there with her own sadness and guilt and, and all of that. And there's nothing you can say in a lot of ways and you are hurting too, but you just like, aren't, aren't like feeling it to the degree because it's not like your body, but you're still hurting too. And like, you want to be there, but it's almost like there's nothing you can say too. There's not. Nothing you can say. And it's almost annoying if you try to say it, I hate to say it. Like we can make jokes out of this, but like, I'm sure if you even tried, it's like, shut up. Like, you know, whatever, which is hard. So like as the spouse and I, and I think even as a woman, I, I listened to you and my, my ex-husband actually went through this with his first wife in infertility, terrible infertility. And it is like something like as a woman, you have to say like, I'm sad and whatever, but like, I also can't lose myself in that because I, I'm still a woman. I'm still a mom. I'm still a, you know, she is a mom and you're still, a badass and like whatever these things are and they're do the best you can. But at like, at some point it is sometimes like, at what point do I lose myself if I keep putting myself through this? Right. And it is like a hard, a hard line to, to run on. It is. I just hope for the best. It's a really hard line to go. You, but. you will have the best. I have the best. I do. I you do. I am is beyond Santa blessed. Coming? What's that? Santa coming? Oh yeah. It's it's this is a fun year cuz uh you know, I mean you've you've two kids yeah. who are a little older than Lincoln is and uh yeah, he understands what Santa Claus is. So it's like, you know, you, you talk oh. about him. He's like, is this guy for real? Like Yeah. Is he gonna bring presents? Like yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, buddy, I'm going to call him if you fuck yeah. up. You do the elf on the shelf. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I know. I stupidly was like, this is the year I'm getting divorced. I should be a super mom. No, no. Because <laughs> every night now, thank God my phone goes like, move the elf. Yeah, I don't. It's like literally barely light out. And they're like, where's Ellie? So, <laughs> here, like, oh. so 
Jane, here's the thing. Here's, here's the problem with being a parent. Like you see all these things happen. Like for instance, I remember before he was even born, it was maybe the year before, or like when she was pregnant with him, you know, you see 5 million fucking trunk or treats for Halloween. And I'm like, you know what? We had one fucking night. And if if it fucking rained, tough shit. If it fucking snowed, tough shit. You're going out. You have one night, right? Yeah. These fucking kids are fucking trick or treating at these trunk or treats for fucking now three you weeks. Sound like an old fart, you realize that. But seriously, it's like this is too much, right? I'm like, yeah. my kids never doing that, right? But you oh. can't, you can't not do it. Now you all the fucking do friends it. are doing oh, it. Yeah, you gotta do it. Well, no. yeah. Oh my god, always like Mark and I would be like, my ex, my ex husband, I'd be like, my kid's not going to be the kid that's playing soccer on Saturdays, and then all my friends who have kids are older, like, watch your daughter suddenly take to soccer and you're not going to join the soccer league on yeah. Saturdays. You're Give fucked. me a break. And you're fucked. You're, fucked. you're totally fucked. And I don't want to do weekend's fucked. Your nights are fucked. Your whole life is around them. Well, that's what you sign up for. Right. But like <laughs> this fucking elf on the shelf, I don't want to do it, but I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm going to have to, because these other fucking parents can't you have, fucking no, you have to. How old is he again? He'll be three, two days after Christmas. Oh yeah. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Well, I have to say, Louise is going to be five, and I just did it this year, and right. I could have gotten away with one more year. All right. But, like, I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, all, all these kids at school, not to, now. The only good thing is you could be, like, Ellie's watching. You better eat. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's, there's our, there are pros. Like, you can there use it to pros. your advantage. But now also, like. Is all my friends this year, nobody's listening this far in, but all my friends this year, oh, several of my friends, put a mask on theirs and said they oh. were quarantined yeah sure that's smart smart parents very smart yeah he's like my one friend was like you move it every night and i'm like well yeah isn't that the point why do they think there's there's like special she's like i don't know my kids never asked so i never moved it it's like no well hey part two. i believe that that'd be fine but mine expect every morning it's like can we go look <laughs> and no. i'm like yeah sure whatever shut the door i just need another hour like my god it's like go five look. in the morning go look go look goodbye Anyway, this has been so fun. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. We'll wrap things up here. Um, You know, Jane, uh, I, I will never shy away from the fact that the weekender was some of the best times of my entire life. I've met people that uh, obviously to this day, I I consider a friend and thank you for your support. And, you know, you know, always taking a phone call or a text uh, about, good times and bad times um but yeah the weekend was definitely a special one the follow-up one is gonna be a fun one yeah we had fun tonight oh my god yeah but i mean it got a little heavy it got a little heavy but that's okay oh i like the heavy this is like i said i'm doing this for selfish reasons this is for me uh i hope it's for the guests and if people listen and they get something out of you know the stuff we talked about earlier um that's great too. But um, yeah, I mean, the weekend, it was great. Uh, I met some great people. You're definitely one of them. I'm very grateful for my time. Um, I'm great. I'm extremely grateful for your friendship. Yes. Likewise. And I hope, um, I know you're going through some shit oh, now. My lifetime movie. You, you definitely, your life is a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what, in the follow-up to this, once everything's kind of the dust is settled, we can talk more about that if you want to, but We'll figure that out. Uh, I wish you the best. Uh, I love you dearly as a friend and uh, I hope to uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks, Johnny.
All right. Take care. Thanks.